It's you, killing you. Yeah. It's killing you inside right now. Well, Welcome, everybody. This is Lunchtime in, in Rome. Um, we want you to feel welcome and come and have a seat at the table. Um, we are on episode 79, and we are calling this Enjoy Your Pandemic Part 2. Uh, first, first-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, etc., etc. Please do give us a five-star review. It really does help us out. Um, also, we do Facebook Live each night. We we go um, and do this podcast. So if you don't want to listen to this later uh, through that podcast app that you have, you can join us live. And it really is a seat around the table because it's it's a lot more interactive. So that's when you can um, join up with us and ask your questions and make your comments and you know just really feel like you do have a seat around this table, which which is what we really ultimately want here through this podcast. Um, as well as some other things like healing and, and moving forward and understanding each other better. Uh, we do ask that you would visit lunchtimeinrome.com. Uh, you can contact us or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can find all of those links at lunchtimeinrome.com. You can also fill out the relational needs questionnaire that we have there. What is that? Well, that is a test that you can take to figure out what kind of emotional needs are high and what kind of emotional needs are low for you, which will also help you understand yourself better, which will also help you understand those people around you better. And that really is the goal of all of this podcast here. And uh, besides that goal, what else is this show about, Jay? Well, first and foremost, for all of your Toyota needs, you should visit Jim Robinson Toyota and Vinny Costain, who has uh, logged on to hang out with us today. Nice. But uh, beyond that, that's you called know, a free plug. The bottom line is uh, very often in life, we feel tremendously alone. If you're a Bible-believing person, it started in the garden uh, where God had created Adam. And even though he had everything you could ever want, he felt alone. And that is something that goes along throughout history and throughout everyone's life. At some point in time, we end up feeling alone. And that's what this podcast is about solving. And it is uh, following the Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, hence Rome Romans 12, 15. Hey, that's lunchtime, which says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And we try to do that in this podcast. If we were having lunch in Rome, man, that's exactly what we'd be doing. We'd be talking about life, talking about food, hanging out, having a good time, but not being alone. So for the first 20 minutes of this podcast, we model that behavior and check in on each other's lives. If you are listening to this and watching it on um, Facebook, you can let us know how what's going on in your world. If you've eaten some great food lately, chime in. We'll make sure we get it on the air. Um, in the next 20 minutes, we talk about a topic that helps you from not being alone and helps you help somebody else. And in the last 10 minutes, we look at some current events and ways they could have managed their emotions better to either uh, not do what they've done or we celebrate the fact that they have managed their emotions and uh, we celebrate with them in their accomplishments in the can't do and do better uh, portions of our podcast. So we've heard from Jay. We've heard from Brian. Who else is in this room? Hey, buddy. This is Eric. Hey, what's up, Eric? Uh, a whole lot. Um, life is busy. Um, you had some project at work or something. I had right? some project at, at work that we're going to talk about in a second. Nice. Um, but like 
just li- life at work has been busy, which I, I again I'll I'll talk about in a second. Um, when? but we're we're <laughs> we're gearing up for Maggie's birthday, which is on the thirty first, but we're celebrating on the 29th. Um, and one of the things that we got was a free swing set. Um, but along with it's free, my favorite kind. <laughs> uh, but along with free comes a lot of work. Brian was already a part of of that work and helping us remove it from somebody's yard and those, getting it to those uh, sessions. Oh yeah, those sessions with uh, with digging and flattening out the backyard. So um, oh, flattening out too soon. It's uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> you guys remember flattening? <laughs> it's uh. It's it's sitting in our driveway right now, and um, it's almost fully painted. There's a couple other parts that need to be painted, so I'm down to the wire on getting that painted, getting gravel in the back, uh, in the flat part, and uh, and all that. So did you I, get rid of all the peanut containers? I knew that was you. It's gone. <laughs> yes, actually, that it's was Rachel. Be- oh, that's that was so her good. Idea. It was. Be- it had been there for a while because I knew oh, yeah. I knew when you did. Was, but yep. yeah, yeah, it'd been there for a while. Um, so a lot of stuff going on at work and personal life. But, yeah, so I'm excited. Um, so my job at American Eagle is search engine optimization. Sure. And in short, I help us get found on the Google. Um, and I'm not going to go into any great detail because I don't want to give away any of our secrets. But the big project that I was working on was we redesigned all of our store location pages. So if you search for American Eagle, you'll see location results come up in Google. And if you go to our website, you will see one of these um, store location uh, pages and it features different content and what's going on at American Eagle and things that you can sign up for and, and everything and we optimize that for organic search so that we show up um, when people search for us. It's been like a 10th mo- 10 month project. It's been a lot of work. I want to I'm sending out a launch uh, email to internal organization of like what we did and everything and a rundown um, but I, I just want to say like it's really awesome to work with people that are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, I'm not going to mention her on the website because I don't, I don't have permission to mention who it is, but there's a woman that I work with that she's a designer. And sometimes you get that person who's a designer and really creative, but really disorganized and like, you know, they're really good at this the part. artistic type. Yeah. Man. She is so good at that and also really organized mm. and mm. project stuff. Yeah. And like, she was such a, big help to me because this was the this was easily the biggest project i've ever taken on in my life Mm -hmm. wow from start to finish so she was i sent her numerous messages and questions because she's she's been through this process before on her end so it was very helpful to have somebody like that um to kind of coach along and stuff so i was very thankful for that so it was just Mm -hmm. great but it's been yeah it's been 10 months and um, the final two months have been pretty hectic, like mm-hmm. getting it, getting it launched in the final two weeks have been really, really draining. So, yeah, it's launched. It's awesome. And really, um, really anxious to see what it does for us. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. And because you, you're in search engine optimization, that's kind of more of an organic thing. Like yeah. it's not as an aggressive, it's, it's a little, not passive, but um, it's a slow it's, burn. It's, it's a slower burn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not it's like you'll organic. pay. And right. you'll have your ad appear. Right. It's- so you're going to start to see the. I mean, you're, you've already started to see the results, I'm sure, and are tracking them. But over the course of the next couple in months. In the next couple months, yeah, we should really see some off. increase in, in some. I'm really excited, cool man. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. It's going to be so. To build something and then watch it go into the wild. Yeah. it's It, it was really cool yeah. from start to finish. So, yeah. And not only huge and big and more than you've ever done, but also internationally speaking. 
It mm-hmm. was oh, you missed the yeah. worldwide. Yeah, I mean, there's some variables in there that yeah. could also trip you up. Oh yeah, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Like there's there's so many things that are out of my comfort zone, and mm-hmm. like I've really felt like a fish out of water with who I am. You know, like me, yeah. Mister Associate's degree, not. You yeah. know, not a learned individual, but, you know, not dumb. I'm but not saying I'm dumb. it's just so good for you to be but, put into, like, those deeper waters. And that's and, really, you know, that's really where I learn mm-hmm. is when I get pushed, when I get pushed. Sure. And I get yeah. out of my comfort zone and, and when I have to ask for help and right. then I get that support that I need, which right. is what I got. Right. You know, and, you know, yeah. I'm not saying I can't wait for the next project, but let's, you know, <laughs> let's coast on this one for a little bit and then. You know, we'll do something. Isn't later it on, great yeah. to work with professionals, though? That's one of my. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things in life is when you actually work with people who things are, are professionals. clicking. Yeah, right. It's good. Yeah, it's real good. Um, this week I made uh, bone in pork chop with a blackberry sauce. Mm. I didn't realize that blackberry pe- pairs well with pork. Oh, absolutely. Which is why I didn't put it on top. Because like the recipe probably is not going to work. <laughs> well, no, I was like, I, I can get down with that. Like I'm, you know, I, I'm not a mint jelly on lamb guy, wow, which because... I never understood that. Um, but I can get down with like a tart berry and like a salty meat kind of you know flavor. Um, and you took a picture of it and shared it, yeah. like with us. Yeah, it'll be the picture yeah, for the it's episode. Beautiful looking, um, man. But man, it was so good. It looks take like he little, knows what he's doing. Take it a does. little bite of the. Was I just, this one of your like prep meal things? Yeah, meal line. Yeah, I uh, I just followed the directions and. Bada and bang. how did you make the sauce? Uh, the sauce was um, balsamic vinaigrette, honey. Wait, stop. Yeah. Balsamic vinaigrette. Meaning was it already a salad dressing? No, just plain. Balsamic vinegar. Yes. Got it. Um, and that honey, <laughs> something else, and then blackberries, and you just kind of cook it and reduce Reduction. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was super simple. Did you add, oh, honey. Dirt. I almost said you add sugar. So yeah. again, meal lime is not bringing it's a terrible you meals. Name. Like it's not bringing it you meals. Not meal lime. Meal lime. Um, it's not bringing. It's not like it's like bread basket or whatever those other services right. are. Like you do you pick things. your meal like you do like for those services, but then yeah. it automatically creates your shopping list. Okay, gotcha. And then Man. you can either you can do Instacart and you, know, you can have it delivered. I, what decent. I've done is. Um, the the closest Walmart to us uh, is over yeah. in North for sales. Uh, um, isn't that we wait, need an armor cargo? What about, <laughs> what about the one down in Aspenwall? Are, are you talking about like with closest? A, the closest uh, I go down. I, I go down Logie Road. Down Logie. Yeah, go through hey, Tur- Lower Road. I go through Turtle Creek. Creek. Turtle Creek. Up Triborough. <laughs> just for a minute. <laughs> just for a minute. Up <laughs> That's north, right. Up north and you for go sales. past Shelly Pies. Oh, some Shelly Pies. Sometimes we'll pick it up on our way back. But I'll do everybody not from Pittsburgh is like what are what they is going doing? on what what is look, happening? they're making noise and right now Joe's still doing the Pittsburgh GPS you know how I go down to Southside now <laughs> get on the parkway like you're going towards town um, so anyways you go so, to Walmart so you can do you can sync it with Walmart mm-hmm. and then do pickup mm-hmm. so you can get your list together do pick I've done that twice where mm-hmm. you get your list together go and then they just mm-hmm. you drive up they load the back of your car and then mm-hmm. out of there so been nice and then i did that twice and then the past couple of times i've just gone to the store and got what we needed mm-hmm. um so yeah it's and it's so much cheaper than all those other services because you know you're not paying for the shipping you're not paying for the individually wrapped season seasoning that the recipe calls for and that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. like it's you know it's much more inexpensive and it just costs it right and you're, you're, it's you're, awesome. puts, you're and you're eating what you buy 
Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's not. There's no waste. Right. You're- right. That's the other thing is like yeah, the cost of everything because like it'll tell you you need like one avocado. You know, you, it'll it'll make the list mm-hmm. exactly of like what you need and not. There's no like you said, Jay. Like no food waste. So from a food perspective, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Now that you have these things and they tell you to do this, like, have you taken any principles or directions outside of a meal line? Meal line. And just, like, have you become a better chef slash cook because of it? Mm. Like, have you applied some things you've learned when you're just cooking on a Saturday and you're like, well, I remember I made that blackberry sauce. I think I'm going to make a rainier cherry sauce and maybe I'll add a little bit of this and yeah. then I'll flambe that. I have played around with spices a little bit. Um you know, just kind of like, eh, I'll use a little bit of this and a little bit of that, put it on some chicken. It's fine. It's not Jay chicken. Well. But, you know, it's it's better than I ever have before. Like, I'm getting more familiar with spices and, mm-hmm. you know, how much to add, you know. Um, but, yeah, a little, a little bit. I could see, like, as I move on, yes, well, for like, sure. So with, like, again, with this sauce alone, it's like, oh, I can make a sauce. Yeah, right. Like if I just want to do if I just want to do pork chops again, I could just definitely make that sauce. Really and how do they have you make this, the pork chops? Sear and bake? It was just salt, pepper, and just do. They they recommended like however you are comfortable cooking it. Whether you want to do it on a grill, do it on a skillet. I did it on a skillet, um, just because of time. Just mm-hmm. you know, because our grill is way over there, and just wanted to stay in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, that is inconvenient. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, they just said cook the pork chop. Yeah, and the, but I mean, they told you they tell you like what heat to put it on, and then like about how much time you need, right. and then you know, hundred fifty. I do one forty, but that's yeah, fine. sure. <laughs> I like a little pink. <laughs> Botulism hasn't been acting up too much lately. But enough about me. True. I'll get yeah. this for real. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, you know, mine is sort of twofold. Um. Well, it's funny as you guys talk about, man, it's great to work with professionals. It's great to work with professionals. And I'm like, what's it like working with Jan? I was, oh, she's a pro, man. There you go. Um, and it was great today because we we went over a lot of stuff and, and it was good. And we're in the office. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a typical administrator slash, I don't know, for lack of a better term, boss relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I come in, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? You know, she tells me what I have to answer. And this is and your what sister-in-law, do? who My, also doubles as the church administrator. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I, you know, it's just funny. Like, I'm there like, can I please go now? You know, and well, then the great blessing was my brother popped in. Uh, that's her husband, my brother. Paul. And when the two of us get together, it's like, you know, it's just sort of a great time. Yeah. And, you know, Jan's just shaking her head and I'm looking out the window saying, look at Jan. I said, all the other church administrators who would love to have your job, they're lining up. And Tommy's like, there they go, man. They're lining up. <laughs> and you know just slowly killing jan um but <laughs> so yeah inside. but it's also good like to have you know part of the way we've set up the church you know because when i when when we came in we tore apart the old church constitution and started over and since i don't have you know we're not a part of a denomination we're our own little thing um there's really nobody above me so i have three pastors as per the church constitution, who are there to give me guidance, but also to keep me accountable and provide oversight. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's cool that I have those relationships, you know, when you talk about professionals and whatnot, but it's, yeah. even that's kind of funny because they'll call me, you know, during these times mm-hmm. and, you know, hey, are you okay? What are you doing about church? You know, and it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny, like they're checking in with me, but then they're kind of like, I don't want to be the first one. <laughs> you know, like, are you okay? Like, what are your numbers like? I mean, yeah. our numbers are fine, but how are your numbers? Yeah. Is everything okay? <laughs> 
Um, and so the, the flux, and that's part of what we're talking about tonight. You know, there's everything is in flux. There's a big meeting with the PIAA on Friday as to whether or not there's going to be high school sports. And mm-hmm. it's a big, <sighs> what's the biblical term, piss and match, mm-hmm. you know, between Governor Wolf and the PIAA. In my opinion, that's what it is because yeah. he, he recommended. Mm-hmm. He didn't the, mandate. Did not mandate. One person did not. Um, so, and I think he really thought the PIAA would be like, oh, okay. And they said, no, you know what? We're going to call you on your bluff. We think there should still be sports. Mm-hmm. And so it's been back and forth. And he said last week, I've seen nothing that has changed my mind. Mm. And the PIAA said, we're confident we can pull this off. And then the big change was earlier this week, Dr. Levine, the health and human services, the health uh, health director, Surgeon mm-hmm. General for the state of Pennsylvania. She said that um, the governor Wolf will not make a mandate. So, How benevolent. So that's interesting. How benevolent. Because I still think he will. Mm. Unless that's like, anyhow. So my point is there's flux involved with that. With the church situation, you know, we had an elders meeting talking about we basically now have five congregations in our church. We have people that come to the 11 o'clock, people that used to come to the 11 o'clock, but watch online. Hopefully. People that come to the nine, people that used to come to the nine, but watch online, hopefully. And then people who are watching online who never did before. How can we meet their needs? How are they? Are they okay as individuals? What can we do collectively? So there's so many just variables, which is good for me. Yeah. In that I live, I, I, I get life off of variables and multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all that. And then concurrently with all that is, you know, I keep playing disc golf and I know I, I floored. I guess it was you or somebody the other day when I said, now having gone on vacation and played four rounds of golf at some of the most gorgeous golf courses on the East Coast, I'm pretty sure now if I had to pick, I know for a fact, if I had to pick one golf for the rest of my life, I would pick disc golf. Mm-hmm. I think we were having this conversation. On the podcast? Or no, just you and I personally. I think you and I. And that's amazing to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because we, we were talking about me hitting the golf balls, I think. Oh, yeah, when you're bloody in your arm up. <laughs> Yeah. Or hand up. Yeah. So, but we got to play last week. I think it was before the podcast. I went and played Indiana University of Pennsylvania's course, which is on a ski slope. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's if for as frantic and as hectic as life is. Yeah. I'm on a mountaintop mm-hmm. with, you know, two other people who I love dearly and just nobody else. Yeah. And you're in God's creation. And then we played Saturday up at a place in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, Cowansville, Pennsylvania. And of course, literally four guys built because there was no disc golf courses around their house. Yeah. And all the details, you know, attention to detail that they put into this course. And once again, I had the low round at that golf course for the entire day. Wow. Of the three people that played it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yep. Three that's people that's- played. I don't care. I was the lowest. Yeah, you that's, the, that's the one where uh, like they had a Sasquatch cutout four or something. Four people. Yeah. yeah. Well, four people, but... Three, kind of three scores because uh, two tied. Ah, what you and Chris tied. Mm-hmm. Ah, look at that. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yep. Because Chris, oh Brian, on one hole, Chris is like, yeah, out of four, and we're walking. And Eric, this may shock you, but I was the first one heading to the next hole. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't shock me. And uh, Eric was walking with me, and I said, Eric, Chris had a five. <laughs> I said, I don't want to be that guy, but he had a five. He's like, oh. And, and meanwhile, like, he's really close at this point with Ben, his son. Uh-huh. And I was like, um, um, um. And so we pointed it out. Then the irony is, 10 holes later, he and Eric tied. Yeah. So had he been given the four, right. he would have beat beaten him by one. Well, and it was like, it was one of those moments because Chris was having a heck of a, mm-hmm. a round, not. Yeah. He's, it was not good. He's hitting a lot of trees. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of trees to hit. There. The, he said, he's like, man, I thought, I thought there was a lot of trees at Shenley. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a lot of trees at Sugar <laughs> yeah. Creek. Yeah. So my point is, on the one hand, life is hectic. On the other hand, life is simple. Yeah. And it's throw the disc and put it in the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, we went for my birthday. That's why we went. We did. We That's celebrated fun. for your birthday. And so yeah. food-wise, um, you know, I, I made some ribs. Yes, you um, did. And that was fun. They were uh, delicious. It was, probably, it was probably my best effort yet. Uh, and it turns out the key is it less showed. less chili powder in the rub, which I'm a big chili powder fan. Mm-hmm. But this, I uh, just backed off it, and I think it worked for some reason. I don't know what happens to the chili powder when I put it in the smoker, but this was a better huh. effort. I don't know. Um, that might be something. Right. And then- Ask um, Colton Brown. He'll know. Rachel's back to work this week, which certainly changes our household in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um and our, our streets get paid, which is crazy in and of itself, just to watch how that works. But So I've done a ton of cooking for that as well. But that's always fun. That's just typical, simple stuff. Um, Cook, cooking for the street pavement? Yeah, I took care of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would if they would just take care, better care of my driveway. But There you go. So that's my life, Brian. Yeah, it's been a... Um it's been a full week since I think the last time that we were here. Uh, I think that'd be fair to say I'm, I'm running on running on on fumes right now. Um, but there, it's it's been a really good week. Um, got a new to me car, and yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I got a new to me car, and it's a considerable upgrade over my other car, which now happens to be a Mitlo car. Such and a I, blessing. But. Um, but it's so we've been we've been swapping cars and and um i've been uh just kind of tinkering on the new one that i got put a a stereo in it which was fun to do normally i don't like to do that stuff anymore i want to hire somebody to do it but i thought i'd do it myself and it it turned out to be really fun and and satisfying yeah um you know you i feel like summer's kind of winding down a bit i hate to say it i love the summer but like i I felt like just sitting up at the pool there's a completely different feel than say like you know july and even though it's august even though it's still 85 there's a little bit of a different smell in the air and like you could just you can feel the the turning of the of the page i've seen some leaves turn already yeah i saw somebody on twitter said the mornings are cooler the afternoons aren't quite as hot it won't be long before the leaves crunch under your feet Burying the dreams of all the things you were to accomplish this summer. And I was like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, um, you know, just uh, I've had I've had some good successes at work, which has been nice. Yeah, you um, did. And uh, so, just just kind of not grinding. I, I wouldn't say grinding at all. Just um, just really, really having having a full schedule, but a very productive schedule this week. It's been good. Um, don't really know what i've eaten i mean it's just it's it's just been a blur right now um and so i don't have a whole lot to contribute to that i'm sure i'm gonna think of some things and i thought about some things and i forgot them all as of this moment so well and sometimes you know you said it's a grind but then you said it's not a grind and you know you're you, i don't know what's going on and everything else i think that can be a byproduct and i'm not saying that's the case with you but you know when we first restarted the podcast uh, was it, did we get it to June or was it May? I think it was in May. Mm-hmm. And we sort of revisited and said, boy, how has everybody been since the lockdown, quarantine, mm-hmm. pandemic, everything else? And at that point, it felt like a launching, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're reboot 2.0. You know, let's go. We're back. How did everybody deal with what was mm-hmm. the pandemic? And now, you know, it was, we're back. And now what I want to take a look at tonight is, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> We're going still here. It, it it subsided for a moment. Yeah. But then, you know, depending on who you talk to. And, and as we go through the rest of this podcast today, I, I want to make sure everybody listening and watching hears this. We know there's pretty much 
two camps. Mm -hmm. And we're not here tonight to talk about the pandemic. We're not here to talk about quarantine. Um, We are here to talk about the effect that this phenomena has had on all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because as you say, there's basically two groups of people out there. There are those who are taking this very, very, very seriously and are upset with those who are not. And then there are those who are taking this very, very seriously and are worried about their civil liberties being taken and feel that there's been an overfocus on certain aspects. I think there's only two camps, pretty much. People that are saying we're not being careful enough. And the other half is saying our civil civil liberties are being taken from us and that this is a lot of government overreach and everything else. We're falling into two camps. And my point is this podcast is for both camps tonight and the other camps that I missed. Sure. You know, I'm, I talked about polar opposites yesterday. We're in the middle. We're the, we're the third. No, we're not. No, we're not. But the point of the story is this. (laughs) I care more about the fact, and this is dovetailing with what we talked about last week. We talked about stress and distress. Yeah. Stress are things that happen to you. Distress is the impact it has on the body, for lack of a much longer podcast again. Um, And the fact that there is a general level of stress that is upon each and every one of us as this new normal, and I may quote, John Acuff, my sister Kathy sent this to me. John Acuff became famous for a website that was called Stuff Christians Like, and it was a satirical uh, look at Christianity. And he wrote this. This isn't the new normal. Not being able to buy a bike isn't normal, which I don't know what happened to him with that. Fake fans in arena isn't normal. People jumping into the woods on a 30-foot wide hiking trail because they're afraid of your breath isn't normal. This is, quote, super weird. We'll get through it, but it's not normal. And so over the last six months, everybody's normal has been taken from them. And so what I want to talk about tonight is, are we aware of that? How have the guys in the room here and those of you who are on Facebook, if you want to chime in, we want to hear from you. How has this impacted you emotionally and dot, dot, dot? Are you even aware of it? Yeah. I'll go first. Um, So to kind of recap the there's one emotional need that i feel is is being impact impacted to me um which is my sense of security so you know we're living in a world where i'm you know watching the news and there's things on social media and nobody's really talking about this is the goal this is where we're gonna get this is when it's gonna be normal again there's no this finish is what, line there's no finish line there's not um, even positive goals to shoot for. Right. I mean, right. At first, the vaccine, it, you know, maybe. You know, and I don't like. You know, I I, I want to be sensitive to everybody, but like the sure. first goal, there there was a plan. Flatten like, the curve. Flatten the curve. Two and weeks. In, in Pencil- don't overwhelm the hospitals. Right. And in Pennsylvania, we had the red, yellow, green program, and you know, um, thing, and 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 there was a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel like we're just we're in the new normal now. And there's no John Acuff says no, <laughs> and I, I just feel like I, there's I no agree. there's not going to be an end. That's that's just kind of how I feel of like mm-hmm. where we are, and that's my sense of security. I'm like fearful of that. And even if you you can make the argument, oh, but you know the vaccine, that's the goal. Once we get the vaccine, we'll all be okay. Well, except well, you know, you can't force everybody to get a vaccine, and even with certain vaccines, hmm. like you, there's a new flu se- there's a new 
there's a there's a flu vaccine every year. There's a flu shot that you can get every year, and it doesn't it doesn't promise you that you're not going to get the 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 flu. I just want to interrupt right now. Yeah, I want to apologize to everybody. I should have provided for each of us bells, like a waiting bell, like at a hotel or whatever you hit the bell, that we should hit the bell every time we want to go off on a rant, but we choose not to. Right. Talking about like, you would have rang it for yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Forcing the vaccine on somebody. Right. Right. Technically, you could. That might be a possibility. One could say they will. But right now, you don't have to get the flu shot. Flu shot. It's people, you know, and I'm not anti-vax. Maggie gets vaccinations. You know, it's, you know, I'm not anti-vax. I want to make sure that's, that's but out you there. you want to have the choice. Well, anyways, that's a different. It's a different. <laughs> but my point is, is you can make arguments. You can, you can, you can have those conversations and whatnot. Um, there's but, no, there's no security offered to you in the future. Exactly. So, you know, Secur- security of old normalcy. Right. So my fear is like, what's what's Maggie's world going to be like? You know, growing up, you know, is she going to you know have to deal with being conditioned to wear a mask all the time, and you know, and that's just the way it's going to be. Like, oh, you can you have to wear a mask when you're in this situation. Well, I don't want that. I want I want us to get back to where we were, and I want life to happen. I want us to feel. Mm-hmm. I want us to feel life, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to go to a concert, you know, like some of my favorite memories are concerts and being that being in those crowds energy, and I'm not a crowd guy, right. but like I love a concert and yeah. I and like I feel like if we're in this new normal and the concert, like if we're all going to be six feet apart, that's weird, yeah. you know, and it's just, you know, going to a comedy show or, you know, whatever, it, it's just out of sight in my head right now and it just makes me fearful for what Mm -hmm. our future really is going to look like coming out of this because we've never you know with all the media we've never had something like this Mm -hmm. with all the media like imagine the spanish flu back in the day with all this Mm -hmm. media coming down third of the world's population and just magnifying Mm -hmm. everything everything not not just not just the people dying but right now like you said with the media like Okay, back then, okay, people are dying. We need to do something. Now it's, I'm offended by this. I'm offended. Like, like we have such a magnifying glass on every single aspect sure. of our emotion and every thought that's going through our heads. Right. And, and my just my point is, like, we're focusing on yes. it so much more than just, like, getting back to daily life. Right. Right? And, like, that, that might, that's my point of, like, right. we're not just getting back to it. And that's where my fear and my security is you know heightened <laughs> do you remember do you remember the, the the awful batman 3 with jim carrey and val kilmer <laughs> yes do you remember at the end like where like the the machine spoiler alert the machine breaks and it's just like all the thoughts go into his head yes like and because what he wanted he wanted some kind of device that was going to capture everybody's thoughts and the deepest secrets yeah i feel like that's what's happened right now online where it's just exploded outward mm. and like if you dip in at all to social media if you dip in at all to the mainstream media if you dip in at all to our society everybody's thoughts are constantly out there the dumbest thoughts the most irrational thoughts but it's all out there making us insane or numb or angry or something whereas like you said in 1918 with the spanish flu we don't know what people are thinking. You have conversations at a bar. You have convers. You, you know, you you have your circle of people. Right. You, you pick up the newspaper and maybe read it, but it's an editorial or a story. Right now, we're just inundated with everybody's every thought, every second, mm-hmm. and it's overwhelming us. And it's 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 just it's destroying us. And like you said, it's it's 
it's magnifying everything so much. Yeah. Bing. And that's where <laughs> I wasn't I want, ranting. I want to focus on is, you know, like you said, Eric, it, it causes you have a fear for Maggie's future, you know, and Brian, you brought up the term anger, which obviously is, is interesting coming from you as well. Um, and I'm not even teasing. No, I'm sad. I'm, I'm angry and yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah. Right. And what I want, you know, to focus on is, boy, is this bleeding over into other parts of our life? Yep. You know, are we able to can contain it? And to let those who are listening realize, you know, I met with a guy last week who said, I'm just so angry because I have to stop being angry. Mm -hmm. And if you've listened to this podcast enough, you really, you probably know he can't stop being angry because right. he's being angry because of hurts in his life. Right. And that has nothing to do. It's funny. He's so angry. It's bleeding out into his viewpoints on the pandemic. Mm -hmm. that he's being really angry online and really getting it out because he has this anger built up. My fear is for other people who are experiencing an overabundance of fear. Yeah. An overabundance of anger, an overabundance of guilt. Oh, yeah, like I, I know people who have not visited loved ones since this began because mm -hmm. they can't fathom the thought of giving them the virus mm -hmm. when they don't even have the virus, mm -hmm. but they won't visit a loved one who desperately wants to see them. Why? Because they're experiencing such guilt mm -hmm. historically through life. But now because of the added pressure, it's seeping out. And my, my, the, the impetus for this podcast is to let people know if that's you, a, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And B, maybe you need to be aware of that. If you're going, boy, why have I been so blank lately? Yeah. You know, when we talked last week, how I said I haven't really been anxious. Mm -hmm. So how could my breathing slash, you know, different issues be anxiety? And it's because it's distress that it's the stress of this whole new normal, new abnormal, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Has on my body. Okay. And then I went, oh, maybe that's why when I'm, you know, emptying the dishwasher first thing in the morning, I was like, why are my teeth clenched? Mm -hmm. But maybe somebody out there is not aware of that. Mm -hmm. And they're going, why am I so upset? Why am I lashing out? Why did I do that? Well, it's because we're, I think, we're under this intense new abnormal that isn't going away. And yeah, you can, and like you talked about the media and we talk about the negativity and you talked about how I just want to get out and, what do you say? Not enjoy life, but just to, like have life, be just, fueled right. by life, to feel life, to, to feel, feel life, to, just to yeah. feel life, to feel life. Yeah. Rather than fear death. Right. And that's something I listen to a bunch of podcasts and Dr. Mm -hmm. Drew has talked about. Dr. Drew Pinsky, he said, this is the first time in the history of modern medicine where we have hid from a disease. Mm. We always attack disease. And he said, why has that happened? And it's just the same, like you just said, you want to experience and you want to be fueled by life rather than fear death is yeah. what I added to that. And for me, the way this is, has hit me, you know, mm. is it just made me very sad mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so it impacts me on a daily basis because of the two camps that I set. And again, I apologize if you feel like I'm pigeonholing people into two different categories, but you know, that that's, and I probably did a poor job of defining them, but I, I have said before, when I grew up, we were a devout Catholic family and I would ask you, where do you go to church? I'm talking, I'm almost seven, seven year old in second grade. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that I just assumed you went to church in the first place, and most people did, and that's another podcast. But if they didn't say saint somewhere, mm -hmm. right, that meant they weren't Catholic, mm -hmm. and my heart would sink, and I'd be like, oh, you're one of them. Mm -hmm. Well, now, I don't have to ask anybody what their thoughts are, 
because I know what their thoughts are Mm -hmm. and the camps are so divided and it makes me so sad because I see people on both sides. You know, you said we're in the middle in some ways we really are because I'll allow anyone to feel the way they do. Exactly. And, and I get that. And whether you're angry for this or angry for that, I just look and it makes me so sad. And I, and I hate the lack of control in our world today that I can see how people are being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And I know you do. And oh, yeah. I know you do. Mm-hmm. And you see the great puppeteers. And the sad part is, who are the puppeteers? Now, wicked, that's another podcast. That's <laughs> yes. going on the dark. That's, <laughs> yes. that's the, uh, what do we call the it? The late night, the after conspiracy hours talk in Rome <laughs> talk. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get angry. But I, you know, I want to make sure it doesn't seep out mm-hmm. or seep into the rest of my life. Sure. And I have to check myself from time to time because I'm sure it does. No, and I'm with you on that. And I was telling you guys before this, uh, we started this recording this, you know, I, I kind of went off on somebody. They, they said something that, um, was a phrase that just, it triggered me. And I don't want to use that term because like, (laughs) but it, it triggered me. And yet another podcast. Yeah. It, but, but it, it set me off and I, I just kind of lost it a little bit. And I really, don't want to be that person that does that. You know, I don't want to be the guy yelling at clouds, especially at somebody that I, 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 I like and, and don't want to be doing that with. Sure. And, you know, so that, that's where I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the, the, it's, it's just breaking down my, my love. It's breaking down my patience. It's breaking down my. One would say it's filling your cup and your cup is overflowing with. Anger. Hashtag episode Anger number and, 72. And, and sadness, man. It's, it's making me really. 65 really sad because like we're right now we're viewing everything through the lens of coronavirus but the like every metric that you can look at murder theft depression anxiety suicide all of these metrics are through the roof in ways that they have never been and 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 you want to talk about looking at things that are a sign of broken society those are the things that you have to look at but we don't we're looking at coronavirus so there's all this collateral damage there's all of these people losing their businesses there's this just division between family members and it just Mm -hmm. is making me so sad and that's really the overriding thing and so you know i combat that by probably being busier than i than i than i might have or i i'll just i'll have to check out you know and i'm, I'm really grateful for my pool this year you know this has been the, best and the weather and the weather for it and, and global warming it's but. been the best pool year that i've had but i'm also going <laughs> up there podcasts. and and it's a it's your refuge it is my refuge but then i'll go up there and sometimes just feel more alone than i maybe would have <sighs> before because you're up there and i know i get it everything starts to come into it and it's that's when it's magnified like for me like i don't watch tv i don't i don't really don't fill my thoughts with noise and crap i mean as much as i can but then i'll go up there and i will um you know, I'll, I'll just all of a sudden be like, like it ended all comes crashing in. So I'll go grab a beer. I'll start grabbing two beers, you know, and, and mm, yeah, that's, th- that's one of the ways that I've seen it play out. And so, you know, I'm one of those people that's maybe had, had more of a, a, um, a battle with some of the, the addictions that, you know, that, that I've had before in my life. So, mm. you know, and I'm, I'm not, and, wait, I'm, and I want to interrupt. So I did. And, and, you know, you brought up the cup and that's, that's what comes out yeah. when the, when the hurts build up, the negative behaviors come out, right? You know, overeating, you know, like, sure. or drinking or, you know, substance abuse or whatever, you know, that's or obsessions. That's, yeah. Obsession, you know, working. Be, I'm just going to dive into my work and, right. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Christina Mare, uh, hello. Welcome to the table. Thanks for sitting down with us. Hello. Um, she 
uh, commented, Emotionally for me, the biggest thing has been stress. I took a huge hit today starting classes online. Very frustrating when my six professors keep changing class Zoom times. Uh, so much so much harder to keep track of everything when I will probably never see my professors or classmates face to face. How is that even a thing? Four question marks. Right? I don't normally get angry, but I am angry. Weird feeling for me. And that's interesting. And I, I, I would love to take a deep dive into that. Can I just point something out before you dive into that? It's it's funny that she says it's a weird feeling for me because I don't know Christina to be an angry person. I've never seen her angry. Very valid point. So like I feel like it's one of the like there's four and you can feel any of now, the you four. know she's crying. <laughs> she's <laughs> right, so right. angry she's crying. We know that. Right. Right. But No, I don't know. That's I would say of all the different things, I would put her at anger being the last. The last, right. So that is interesting that she she recognizes I just wanted to point that out. Well, and, and so my point is now she's going to go and there's going to be a parking ticket on her car. I'm just using an example. And it's going to be double the anger, mm-hmm. you know, or right. she's going to order something online and it's not going to get delivered. And now it's triple the anger. Her Wi-Fi. Remember yesterday she was talking about how her Wi-Fi, the was, Wi-Fi wasn't working. Yeah. And I was joking with her a bit like, uh, last night at your place. Everything like, is heightened when, it, when, it's, when it's like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, how dista- you know, you go to she's experiencing anger for the first time. So guess what that's going to make? That would make me do is be more fearful. Wait, if why? I can feel this emotion, why am I, yeah. why am I this? Right. Yeah. You I'm know, really coming unhinged, you know, like something <laughs> like that. It just keeps on going. Right. Christina said, may or may not have cried. <laughs> um, but think about how far advanced she is to at least be aware of this. And mm-hmm. so that's why my heart goes out to those who aren't aware mm-hmm. of what they're going through in this time period. And and for someone like, you know, she's just trying to get through school. Yeah. You know, yeah. She's not trying to go to the Bahamas. Right. It's not like, you know. She's her, trying to earn her degree. And, not like and, her horse yeah. camp is closed up in New York where they're a pet horse or whatever. Like, right. no, she just wants to get stuff done. <laughs> but that even goes to, you know, what I was talking about before we went on the air. And I'll blow up his spot a little bit. But with my boy, Joe, who very few kids his age. Your literal boy, Joe. Yeah, my boy, Joe. Mm-hmm. My son. Very few people have going for them what mm. he does in yeah. being my son. No, I'm just kidding. The things that he has <laughs> going for him. And like he is right now in a funk, if not a de- mild depression. And I don't want anybody to be worried, but like sure. he's like, I don't like the way school is right now. I don't like the way SAT prep is going. I don't like how my driver's tests, you know, are set up and that in that. And I don't like, you know, the golf team is different and there's this and there's that. And he have we have to there's a new forms we have to use for that and everything else. Here's a kid who should be living in the prime mm-hmm. of his life, but everything has been taken and it's yep. different now. Yep. The kid loves to go to school. What did I say? The kid loves to go to school, mm-hmm. loves to be around his classmates, loves to see his teachers. Not all Stolen. of them, but most of them. Stolen from them. And even though they're going to go back, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. And that's going to be a huge adjustment for kids. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I'm with you, Christina, in that. And I hate the absolute change and lack of stability. And Absolutely. somebody else has chimed in. Absolutely. Corey. Uh, says the pandemic, uh, watching the impact it has on my residents. Corey works at a senior, uh, living center, living center, social beings no longer being able to be themselves and not knowing where to release or how or with whom. It's tough for me to help as many as it's, it's tough for me to help as many as people, but also help myself. Awareness is mm. key. Awkward. You just said that. Mm. 
when I was saying that at least Christina's aware of that and, and Corey's coming to grips with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, dealing with a senior community, oh. you know, who these are people that have lived through the worst of the worst. Yeah. And we talk about being alone. And I you know, we're aware of where she works. And even in like there's different facilities there. Joe works in one of the facilities that deals with dementia patients, and there's another one that's severely physically, you know, challenged. And there's the ones who are just senior living. You know, it's just an easier place to be. Right. And they've been basically shut down. And praise yep. God, they've had no cases. And yet they've not been allowed to have visitors. Right. And so imagine how alone yep. they have gone through. And so I praise God for Corey and, and DM and the work that they have done yeah. to give some sort of life. You want to talk so, about people on the front lines. It's them in the sure nursing homes and stuff like that. And our, go ahead. You can chime oh, in for Mark. Along with uh, Corey sitting down at the table tonight is Mark. Um, he says, the biggest thing that concerns me about this pandemic is actually connecting with one another. It was hard before all this stuff happened, and I feel it will be even more difficult for people. I really feel like mental health is a big concern for everyone. That goes to what you were saying, Brian. Like, There's other things that are happening outside as a result of what we're doing. Everything else is happening outside yeah, like, of this. It's, it's just crazy. And it's just that the connection is hard. Now I feel so fortunate that we have this, mm-hmm. we have church and I'm on the worship team and I play drums. Like those things those have are really so like, healthy. I never want to take those things for granted. And that like even more now right. than ever, but yeah, that connection. Well, and something that Corey said was we're social, you know, she said something about social beings and that's exactly right. And that's, I think one of the hardest things about this, you know, and there are, again, there are some people that are complete introverts and they just want to hide in their basement. And this is the best thing for them. Yeah. But the majority of us in, we, we, well, we all need some kind of physical, social interaction we were created to be in community it's in our dna god you know god made us that way mm-hmm. and so this is this is a, I, I i look at this time and it's for people that don't have something like this for people that don't have a healthy outlet they can't go play drums they can't you know join in right. with, with somebody else I, I gotta feel like your dna like like you're feeling this into your dna and it's just it's yeah. it's like well, and the people like that have that, right, and the people that have that sense of that that high need of of uh, affection, you know, mm-hmm. their emotional need, their their highest need is for affection. Right. It's <laughs> killing you. Yeah. It's killing you inside right now. Well, like, and, and what's important about what Mark said, well, many things, including the fact that Mark said it, because we all value Mark very much and love the fact that that he codes. But um, the point is, he said this was hard before. Connecting with people was hard mm-hmm. before this, right? You know, and so imagine you've got that high need. You've got you want to hang out with somebody. You don't. You're you're in a new area. Mark moved all the way out to Colorado years ago, and that couldn't have been the easiest thing in the world. Now imagine you do that in this day and age. Yeah. You know, and when you get, you know, you you, you want to hang out with somebody. Hey, can you go? No, I can't. It's going to hurt twice as bad, mm-hmm. and it's twice as less likely to do that. Imagine being single in these days and trying to date. Right. Do you remember when the only thing that really, well, I mean, not the only thing, but the big, especially living in Pittsburgh, the thing that divided us the most was like, oh, you're a Ravens fan. I'm a Steelers fan. You know, like, like, can't we just go back to simpler times where we just hate the Ravens? Right. right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> you can still hate the Ravens. Well, <laughs> yeah, that never goes away. I still away. hate Flyers. The Flyers. The Flyers. I, might, I might hate the Flyers. In fact, the Flyers are still in the NHL playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I may win it. Anyway. Anyway. You talk but, about a but, virus. But the, the, division, the division, I mean, it's, yeah, it's. It, Life it, was hard before. It, in every way possible. It's made it harder. It's it's like a mirror has been held up. Like what this has done is it's held a mirror up to our society. Yeah. And it's brought out all of the warts. 
And it has an opportunity, as with most other things, you know, for those of us who get it, we need to be reaching out to other people to let them know that it's okay. You know, whatever they're feeling, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you're still going through your own struggles. Oh, yeah. But you do. I mean, that's that. That's the one of the most healthy things that you can do is reach out to other people, even if you are struggling. You know, I mean, you you want to be as healthy as you can be because healthy people are going to make sick people better. You know, but um, are you guys saying that we can do better? I would say we can do better, and this has been a pretty heavy podcast. Yeah. So let's lighten it up with something really happy, Brian. Wait. Brian, you have a do better, uh-huh. <laughs> and you have a can't do better. So let me Mine's let me. Both. So let me first of all, but while Brian gets his uh, do it. better up, uh, but I just want to say thanks to Christina and mm-hmm. Corey and Mark for sitting down at the at table, the table and talking. Table. It makes the it makes the engagement great. It By makes the way, it so much more fun for us. It's a great table. It is a great it table. Is a nice table. It's a great Seriously, table. I would hang out at that table for a long time. Yeah, um, we could talk about lots of do betters. But yeah, we talk about people that need to do better, and Brian's going to talk about them right now. Yeah, and again, this has been a heavy podcast, so I'm going <laughs> to lighten it up. Lighten it up here with uh, <laughs> Dateline. Gosh, I'm kind of nervous now. <laughs> it's not good. Kim, Kim Jong Un orders pet dogs to be confiscated oh, in North no. Korean capital. <laughs> North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un has ordered pet dogs to be confiscated. Remember when in the he died? Sky. Yes. <laughs> That happened in 2020, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was 2020. Yeah, this is his body double. This oh, is actually man. his sister living in his skin. Don't um, judge. My, my bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm not going to get into it, but he, he's, use your imagination. Why are we confiscating that, dogs and not cats? That dictator. <laughs> oh, I like what I see what you did there. That dictator um, rounded up dogs. He did round, he's a, he didn't just say it? No, it wasn't he, like, he rounded up dogs. It wasn't and, like the dictator no. governor Wolf yeah, what was the, what was recommended the, it. it say he actually it did it. <laughs> what Kim was the issue, reason? Kim issued the directive in, J- in July to round up the pets, claiming they were part of a tainted trend by bourge- <laughs> bourgeoisie ideology. Tainted. A oh, that's right. Source told the English right. edition. Ordinary, ordinary people raise pigs and livestock on their porches, but high-ranking officials and wealthy own pet dogs, which stoked some resentment among the lower classes, the source said. Ah, uh, communism, isn't it great? That's amazing. Uh, I love communists. So, um, well, we're not even going to get the emotional needs of people in North Korea that want to confiscate dogs. I saw the picture of him. He's bigger. I have so many words that I don't <laughs> Dateline is not one I choose. (laughs) Let's have some actual good news, Jay. Dateline, Florida. (laughs) Yeah. A a man experiencing homelessness camped out in a luxury suite at a Florida sports stadium for nearly two weeks before getting caught Sunday night, according to reports. What a baller move. Daniel Albert Neha. 39 slept in the suite and helped himself to concessions uh, to stand the to concession stand food and fan merchandise for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Nice. A professional. Soccer Nobody team. else is using it. Right. It's unclear how Neha sneaked into the stadium. Wouldn't that be snuck? But his stay only came to an end when employees found him. A cleaning crew went into one of these suites that no one had gone into for some time due to the COVID virus and noticed there were blankets and shaving cream and a razor. There He's you go. keeping himself up. He put like a crayon drawn sign on the, on the outside with, of the door. He was charged with resisting an officer without violence and burglary of an unoccupied <laughs> structure. Is currently being held on a $5,150 bond. So on the one hand, uh, do better. He was there for two weeks, and they said they noticed it on on some security cameras when they went back. Well, then why do we have these security cameras if we're not going to look at them? Right. So 
Tampa Bay rowdy uh, people. They need to do better. They need to do better. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a double do better. Daniel, uh, on the one hand, he did well, but I think he could have gone longer. <laughs> be leaving your stuff out, yeah. you know. You hide a little bit better. <laughs> so I tip my cap to Daniel. That's fantastic. It's not like stadiums are like high security banks or something like that. I heard that, that like, some of the cutout fans turned him in. Oh yeah, <laughs> they did. They <laughs> snitched. They were starting to rat. <laughs> yes, indeed. You got to love that. You got to love ending on a good note, and that's how we like to leave it. But, uh, Brian, would you take us out? Yes. This has been episode 79 of Lunchtime in Rome. Uh, Once again, we thank you for joining us, and once again, we thank you for the people that have come alongside us and have joined us at the table. That really, once again, is one of our major goals, is for you to feel like you belong at the table with us. This is not just about us talking. It's about you joining in the conversation, and so thank you for doing that tonight. Uh, Once again, please go to iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, whatever you do, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and like us and give us five stars and and, um, subscribe and and get these downloaded to you. Visit lunchtimeinrome.com to sign up for all of the the different social medias that we have. We have been a little bit more active that way, and we want to get you more information out there. So please, that's a great way to join the conversation. If you have ideas, if you have questions, if you have feedback, if you if you are feeling alone, please get in touch with us. We are a resource. We are not just saying that. We genuinely want you to feel not alone. And um, so with that, we are going to say bye. But I'm going to say hi to Josh Hughes first. Josh Hughes. Under the wire. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. There they go, man. They're lining up. Such a blessing. That dictator.